Welcome to the Random Tea Agent Carter Podcast. I'm Queenie. I'm Shania. And today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 4, Smoke and Mirrors. Yay! Oh my god, I love this episode so much. This is so great. I told you you were going to love it. This was so much of what I wanted. It's everything I've ever wanted, but yet I have questions. Yeah. I have as many questions as I have answers. Okay. Okay. So That's fair. Um, and I'm not okay with that. I need more. I, need I know. More answers. I know. But yeah. So I very, very, very much enjoyed. Oh, I did too. This episode, which I ended up having to watch like three or four times. When I first watched it, we had tornado warnings. Yeah. Yeah. In the area. And I lost a good 15 minute chunk of James. Smack up in the middle. With his, his sleeves rolled up. Yeah. Um, telling me. And all you were about, like, damn it. The sleeves are rolled up. It's going to be bad. I was like, oh God. I was like, that's it. I, was, I thought the rest of the show was done for. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to see anything else, but. Luckily, I was able to go to ABC. And yeah, and because and I was it. on my trip, uh, you told me that. And so I just went straight to ABC.com yeah. and, and yeah. watched there was, it there. there was a large chunk. And so, but then it did come back on because the warnings went away. And then yeah. I'm like, I missed things. Yeah. But it was still a very, very good episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, backstory. So it's much backstory. It's all we've ever wanted for Peggy Carter because <sighs> there is no backstory on Peggy Carter. We know that she is Margaret Elizabeth Carter. I am very excited about that. She has a brother named Michael. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which we knew she grew up in, was it Oklahoma? No, that's no, Agnes Vir- Cully. That was Agnes, that's right. Was it Hampstead. Vir- right, 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 sorry. Um, but yeah, she mentioned she mentioned uh, brother to Wilkes a couple episodes ago, and mm-hmm. I remember saying, I want to know more about that. Well, here you go. And I did, and it was an ouchie. Okay, but the real question is... Sharon Carter. How does she fit in? How does she fit into this? Because they don't mention another sibling. Yep. Did Michael have, was Michael married? Did Michael have a daughter that we don't know about? See, I don't think so. And I'm really thinking. I didn't see a ring on him at the engagement uh, thing. Exactly. And then, um, so does she have another brother? Yeah. Um, But I'm also thinking Sharon Carter would have to be a Great, great niece. niece. That's my that's my fit. assumption. Yes. Because as we know in the comics, um, originally Peggy Carter was Sharon Carter's uh, older sister. Mm-hmm. But then they had to retcon it because of the time differences. Right. To make the timeline fit better, because Peggy was getting more and more into the past, and Sharon was more and more uh, present day. Yeah. So she got retconned as being her aunt. Right. Which is fine. Um, now I'm pretty sure it's in a great ant territory. But somebody pointed out to us on Twitter mm-hmm. that um, in Winter Soldier, she's talking to her aunt on the phone, who's kind of an insomniac. And I like I never even. But when you're talking, even when you're talking about your great aunt, you don't call. Oh, I'm talking. You know, it's my great. Yeah, aunt. like, and say, I never even thought about that. I didn't either until they mentioned. It. I was like, oh my gosh. I know. I read that and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> uh huh. Mind blown. Mind blown. Yeah. So, but I am sticking with the aunt uh, uh, theory. relationship yes. theory because there's only so far from the the canon that you can get before it becomes bullshit. Well, and if they didn't want to address it in the MCU, they wouldn't have called her Sharon Carter. Exactly. So, so got to yeah, it's going to uh, tie and back. She's, well, and she's Agent Thirteen Sharon Carter too. Yes, she's not just a Sharon Carter. She is the, the Sharon, Sharon Carter. Carter. Exactly. So they're going to tie it back, and I'm I'm expecting it in, in Civil War. If not, I need it. If not in Agent Carter, at I some need point. it. So yeah, they've got to explain that relationship somehow. They've got to. It's killing me, especially if they're addressing it in the show. Yeah. So um, all right. So anything else? 
No, uh, you ready to get into the writer and director? Um, yes, and once we're done with the recap, we do have feedback from <gasps> our listeners, do. and we're very, very excited to get so to that. excited. Uh, but we'll get to that at the end. Yes. Um, so it was directed by David Platt, who directed the previous episode, Better Angels. Okay. Um, he's done some TV, uh, House Suits, Elementary, lots of TV. Sure. Um, it was written by Sue Chung, who um, turns out was uh, is a story writer for them. She wrote an episode of Gotham. She was the story editor for the previous episode. And based on what I'm seeing on IMDb, she's the story she's a story editor for the whole season of Agent Carter. Okay. Um, but she also like straight up wrote this one. So okay. Kudos, so Chung. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This was awesome. Good job. Um, so we start out and, um, they don't actually tell us it's the past, but they did the whole sepia kind yeah, of. Yeah, they do the, the fuzzy. Yeah. Like so. old timey. This is the, this is the classy equivalent of Wayne and Garth going, Um, so we're in the past and this is, uh, where we get to see baby Peggy Carter and she's riding around. Fighting a dragon. Fighting a dragon. She's riding around on her, on her little stick horse and she's, uh, rescuing damsels and slaying dragons. Um, and we meet her brother, Michael, who takes her sword away from her, but it seemed good natured. It didn't seem cruel. They're playing. They're playing. It was, because I'm very sensitive to bullying children. I agree. Um, and so, um, Peggy just knocks his ass down (laughs) and he's older than her. Yes. Um, and so their mother comes out and she, this is when we get Peggy, or, um, Margaret Elizabeth Carter. Uh, you're going to be the death of me, but it breaks my heart because this is where Peggy is first told. You're going to have to be a lady at some point. Yeah. This is not acceptable behavior. You're going to have to start behaving like one. Yeah. And so that that breaks my heart because I don't believe in gendered activities. The, well, this, uh, and I totally agree with you, but this is the 20s. Yes. Yes. Here. So. Yeah. That's, it's the way life was at that time. It was. Um, so we go to the present time and um, we're at the... <laughs> We're I love this, this. I love this so much. We're we're back at at Howard's place, and um, Peggy's eating, and she's smearing like she drips mayonnaise on the plans, and Wilkes is there, and it drips right through his hand because he's not corporeal of course, right now. Of course, and um, she's like, I'm starving, and she's just it like so a normal person. This is a real woman right here. This yes. is how we eat. I'm sorry. Yes, yes. It's not all like one bite at a time. Dainty picking our food no. kind of bullshit. No. Um, and so, um, I will eat just about anything. I will eat salads with my fingers. Yeah. I'm just that way. Well, you know, do what you, they're finger food. Do what you gotta do. Salads are finger food. There you go. Um, and so, uh, he, uh, she, she ends up like asking him, well, are you even hungry? I'm sorry. This is really insensitive of me. And he's like, no, I'm not anything really. I can't even feel my body. I'm kind of numb. Um, but he does say he misses food. Yes. I would so miss food. Oh God, I would too. I love food so and, much. Um, but he also gets a little cheese ball with her and he's like, well, you know, if, if I get to spend time with you, it's worth it. And so oh they, they kind of do the, are we going to kiss thing? But then they pull apart because, you know, he can't because kiss her. Because can't. Um, and so. But I got to thinking, though. Okay. It, he's been this way for, what, a month-ish? Did I they? Think s- that's, I, I, want, I don't know where I'm getting that time from. Okay, but let's just say. however. No, long, that was Sleepy Hollow. Oh, right. Sorry. Um, but anyway, forever long it's been. Yeah. I mean, even if it's been a week. Yeah. You know, just a few days. If and when he comes back, his body's going to be starving. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, how is if his body, his body has to be somewhere. It's got to be feeding on energy of some sort. Yeah. 
This is where it gets a little wibbly wobbly to me. Yeah. Science. Science and whatnot. Um, but it turns out the plans that they're looking at, um, Wilkes shows her that uh, this is the reactor for a fast neutron reactor that they built at Los Alamos, mm-hmm. which I question the fact that he was able to get his hands on those plans, but whatever. Howard can do anything. That's true. Um, and then he says before that, three years before Agnes Culley, um, who we know is Whitney Frost, yes. patented a reactor that was a thousand times more powerful. So she like crazy smart. And so Peggy's like, well, she's a genius. And Wilkes is like, no, 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 no. I'm a genius. She defies categorization. (laughs) And so I was like, I was like, this is, this is kind of cool. I mean, I know she's a bad guy, but she's crazy fucking smart, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah. Um, so this is when we go to, uh, said Whitney Frost and Whitney has received a package. And right away I was like, there's holes poked in that. What is it? And uh, her her maid, uh, Mabel, brings it in, and she sets it down, and she's like, um, there's something moving in this. And uh, Whitney's like, thank you. And so when the maid leaves, we find out that, that this is a box of lab rats. Okay. What did you think was in the box? I honestly didn't know. I, when she first brought it in, before she started talking about it moving, I thought it was a box of files. Okay. I saw the holes poked, so I knew something was alive, but I didn't know what the hell it was. My first thought was um, that she had, she's got this crack in her head, and mm-hmm. it has, all has to do with the, the dark matter brouhaha. She thought she wanted to stuff. start going through her so research yeah, or something. I thought something. she was looking to go through, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. That would have made sense. Uh, but... And it was moving, and then I was like, what the fuck? And then yeah. it was the rats. Yeah, I was wasn't sure rats. what was in it. Um, so this is when we go to uh, <laughs> Peggy's sitting in a car, and Jarvis comes out of uh, Chadwick's campaign headquarters and joins her, and he gets her a button, and she promptly throws it away. Um, Which he's, is probably what I would have done with it. Yeah, and so he says that um, he's like, uh, Chadwick's inside, but nobody's seen Whitney, and um, Pe- uh, Peggy's got like a trade paper in front of her that says that, you know, Whitney hasn't been seen um and so she she thinks that okay basically Agnes Cully slash Whitney Frost is the one behind all this so if we can expose her then we can expose this whole fucking cover-up all right I have a question okay is it her producer or her agent that's missing director the director of the movie okay yeah I was off on both counts there you go okay yes it was the director of the movie okay then I have another question okay um, and this was actually one that got brought up. I think it brought up in one of our feedbacks. Okay. But we'll go over it again then. Um, Chadwick is still running. Yes. Even though his opponents dropped out. Yes. There still has to be an election. Yes. Okay. I'm just making sure that we understand. Yeah. That that's what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so this is when, uh, they see Chadwick come out and he gets in his car and it's so funny cause Jarvis is like, Hey, that driver, he's got the same kind of injury you inflicted on that assassin the other night. And she just looks at him and he goes, oh, okay. (laughs) He's like, yes, honey, that's the same guy. The guy's driver is the one who tried to kill Peggy. It's it's Mr. Hunt. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Rufus. But Jarvis makes a reference to Hedy Lamar. Yes, he does. Looking through a, 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 he's looking at the thing that, Peggy the trade, Hansen, the trade, the trade magazine. magazine is that what it's called? Yeah, I know you just said that, but I got distracted. Um, and he says it makes a reference to Hedy Lamar divorcing her third husband, her third husband, which be still his beating heart, right? Um, 
but that's kind of weird because Whitney Frost is based on Hedy Lamar. Yeah. So to have Hedy Lamar in the same world is just It's kind of trippy. Okay, is it is it to the point that they're like, "By the way, yes, we are a reference." Okay, don't you don't have to hit us over the head with a brick. Yeah. We're not stupid. Yeah, especially since they've been talking about it in interviews. I know. Yeah. So the fact that they had to that kind of was weird. Yeah. Although Jarvis being all doughy-eyed about it was cute. So Yeah. So this is when uh, they follow the car, and um, later we see um, Peggy call Rose. So Rose is definitely still around. Yes. Um, and so she gets uh, she gets information on who the car is registered to, and it is one Rufus Hunt. Um, and they've they've got his like Rufus. war history, um, and it turns out he served in the Philippines, but he was discharged for uh, dishonorably discharged for uh, black market profiteering. And lo and behold, he works for the arena club. He's their head of security. Uh-huh. And so Peggy's like, okay, we, we got to get this guy. And Jarvis is like, yeah, but it's probably, you know, not a good idea because he kind of like beat the crap out of us last time. And she's like, yeah, we have to be subtle. And he's like, I think I have an idea. And so they go to the trunk and it turns out that Jarvis just drives around with a tranquilizer gun for the many animals at the Stark compound. And I love it when she's like... um, the flamingo and he's like no the koala she was very concerned about the flamingo and she was, he was like no the koala uh, it's cute nature or it's cute uh appearance it belies its bloodthirsty nature or something yes. like i was just like oh my god now i need i need like a jarvis nature show i know i am a little concerned about their treatment of their animals on this show though yeah they're getting a little violent with them yeah because bernard's getting chased around and the koala's getting shot with a trank gun i'm a yeah. little worried yeah. Peta's gonna be calling him up real soon yeah well, you know. I'm very concerned about the animals. Um, so this is when we get another flashback. Mm, flashback. And this is Brockton, Oklahoma in 1920. And we see baby Whitney Frost slash Agnes Cully. Um, and she's fixing a radio. And she's, what, like six or something, maybe? Six, seven? I'd say six or seven. I mean, that's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, it is. Um, but... You know, six and seven year olds are a lot more intelligent than we give them credit for. That's true. And a radio is really fairly simple. In, you know, back in those days, yeah. a radio was fairly simple. If you just look at it, you can see how all the wires and everything work. And if you understand how electricity works. Yeah. But, but she, she seems, did it herself. But you're also saying she's self-taught. Exactly. She's just looking at it and figuring it out. Yeah. She's not having somebody teach her, which is very impressive. Yeah. Which is a rare kind of skill. Not everybody has that. Um, and so this is when her mother, Wilma, comes in and she's uh, Wilma. Oh, she's bitching um, because Whitney's made a mess. Um, and well, Agnes has made a mess. And she's like, your Uncle Bud's coming. And da 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 da. And she's like, mm hmm. Um, and she's like, you be nice to him. And, you know, we get the distinct impression that um, Uncle Bud is um, the sh- Wilma is his mistress. Oh, absolutely. And he supports them. Well, sure. Um, And so she is surprised when Whitney's uh, fixed the radio. Um, And so, but she's, she's very concerned. She's like, you really need to be nice to Uncle Bud. I think she's as much annoyed as she is excited. That's true. That's true. Well, you know, you see this, you see this a lot with, um, in media, it's almost tropey where the, the child is special and the parent just ends up resenting them for it. 
Yes. They don't really understand them. Um, And so this is when Bud comes in and um, he talks to Whitney, takes her pencil. And this is where, oh my God, I was like, kill him. When he's like, you should smile. Do you know how many fucking times women are told that we should smile? Oh my God. I got so sick of being, because I kind of have like resting bitch face. Yeah. I got so sick of being told to smile. And I I think I look creepy when I smile because I just Mm -hmm. have one of those smiles. And it either looks really creepy or really fake. Yeah. And I just... Plus, I don't mm. like... Like, uh, as a woman, it just really bothers me that it's like, I am not here to make you feel better about yourself. No. I'm not here to make you feel safe as a man. No. Bullshit. Fuck you. I'll smile when I goddamn want to. <laughs> I'll smile when I'm killing you. So, so yeah, this is when, you but know... But they do a very good job of making Uncle Bud very, very creepy. Oh, very much so. And so, they go upstairs... Um, or he goes upstairs and one was like, you be sweet and da da da, give us a couple hours. And um, so Whitney cranks the radio up so she doesn't have to hear them knocking boots. Yeah. So what we have here is the parallel of Agent Carter or Peggy Carter growing up and uh, Whitney, a.k.a. Agnes. Yeah. Growing up in their, their, the two different worlds. Yeah. Of them both being uh, women out of place, women out of time. Women told they're wrong for being the way they are. For being different. Yeah. Um, So it's it's a really interesting parallel between the two. Oh, it absolutely is. I very much enjoyed. Yeah. And can I just say female representation on Marvel is not where I would like it to be. But but it's better in Agent Carter. They're addressing shit like this and they address the whole smile thing in uh, Jessica Jones too brilliantly. haven't even gotten through one episode of Jessica yeah. Jones. Once you get there and you get in the right mindset to enjoy to. it, you're going to love it. I will one day, yeah. probably over the summer. It's just th- my list of shows to watch is like this. So. I know. But yeah, so they they uh, center in on the there. whole smile. I'll get there because season two is coming real fast. Yeah. So um, this is when we get, uh, we flash to the present and um, we get Whitney turning her radio off and she's checking the mark on her forehead again. It's not getting any smaller. Um, And so she she picks up one of the rats and she starts to like, I don't know, think really hard at it. She's trying to wiggly woo. She's trying to wiggly woo and nothing happens. And this is when Chadwick knocks at the door and she hides. Then she's like, nothing. (laughs) And uh, he comes in and he's like, um, he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm I'm running lines. I'm I'm busy. And this is when we find out that um, we get confirmation that her director, Kenneth, is still mis- is still mysteriously missing, and uh, you know he and she says something like, "Well, you know he enjoyed he enjoyed uh, the drink the drink," and she's like, "I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up dead in the reservoir." And he's like, "Don't say that; it'd be terrible for the campaign." And I'm just like, "You are a horrible human being." Yes, he is. And so, um, so all well, we knew that. Yeah, so. all he's really worried about though is that Whitney shows up to some kind of a, a press event that night. It's Life magazine because Life magazine shoot. wants to put her on the cover, and he wants her to wear a certain dress. And she's like, "Oh, of course, dear." And um, he's like, "You're going to be the most beautiful first lady." So he has ambitions beyond just this Senate race. Yeah, of course. And um, as so- you do. As soon as he leaves, um, which Whitney spends a lot of fucking time in her closet. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it doubles as, it's like a closet that seems to double as her um, vanity room. Yeah. 
And it's almost, it's like, well, and he knocks on the door, so it's like it's her Her area, room. yeah. So I'm assuming they, they do have quite a bit of money. And yeah. it's a very, very large closet. And I it wish is. my, like, I have a walk-in closet, but it's not near that big. Mm-mm. It's literally not a quarter of that size. But yeah, I would love a walk-in closet um, that was that huge. Yeah, that you just, could just hang out in. And well, and there's a window. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, there's the door that's behind her, but then there's a door on the other side where the the housekeeper guess, yeah, brings it, the box. I assumed it was like from their bedroom or something. I don't know. Well, when then where's the other one from? The hallway. Ah, shit! I don't know. I need a map of this house now. But my question is, she covers up the box or the cage. Yeah. With her scar, is he not? going to does he he's not hear a dumb shit around or he's so focused or? on himself like that didn't bother me because he's such a dumb shit I, yeah whatever. um so he leaves and she takes a rat out again and and she she does her like mm! at it and it turns out that this time um she able she's able to do the same thing it she did with her. kenneth yeah it bites her it bites her and so um she is able to uh like consume it like suck its essence in or whatever whatever she did with Kenneth she does it with the rat and this is when she looks at the mirror and um it turns out that the that the crack in her forehead has gotten bigger and she doesn't seem upset about it no it's an she's got like a little smile going it's an interesting result to her experiment she mm-hmm. got a result because that's what the because she was writing in her notebook you know um, zero matter experiment number one mm-hmm. she's addressing this like a scientist did she, yeah she's taking the very scientific approach to it and I love that she seems to have my affinity for notebooks she does so I was very excited she does I'm, um, so the, I'm currently on four in my purse right now so well, there you go yeah it's so, sad so this is when um, Jarvis oh, Jarvis oh my god I love him so much he um, he starts pounding on Rufus's door and he's like this is the police open up and, um, His accent is so terrible. And the woman, the woman that sees him, he's like, "Yeah, go back to your domicile." <laughs> it's great. And so Rufus is freaking the fuck out. I in thought the house. she was going to hit him over the head with her broom <laughs> or something. She I might. wanted. I kind of wanted that. I thought she might. And so that would that would is something that would happen to Jarvis. Yeah, but you know, Rufus apparently uh, is uh, easy to spook. And so he is going to run out the back door, but Peggy's there with the tranquilizer gun. That was the plan all along. And so she she uh, she gets him uh, right in the like the midsection, and uh, basically after like a couple seconds, she's like, "Oh, for fuck's sake, that's enough to down a rhino." So and he keeps going. How? I don't know. I you would, but the where she hits him in the abdomen. I mean, that's a lot of. Of muscle and fat there, you would have had to have hit him closer to the heart for it to. I don't know. Maybe it was it an absorption issue. Fat. Yeah, Shit, I don't know. Maybe it was trying to seep through the fat. Who and knows? so she, of course, she just she takes it about. She just looks at him for a couple seconds. She's like, "Damn it!" And then she goes at him. She's gonna hit him with the gun, and then they grapple. Um, and um, she's finally able to jam a dart into him. Um, and he finally goes down while they're grappling on the ground. And so they get him in the trunk and he wakes up again. And this is when um, he jabs Jarvis with a dart before Peggy just knocks his ass out. And this is when Jarvis looks down and she goes, Mr. Jarvis, you're all right. And he goes, I'm Jarvis. I can- <laughs> It collapses. I cannot wait to use that phrase in a real life situation. I had to pause it. 
because yeah, was I was moment. having a moment. It was a moment. Jarvulous. <laughs> Just Jarvulous. Jarvulous. It's great. I love him so much. Oh, so this is when Peggy takes him back to um, Stark's place and Seuss is there. And she's uh-huh. like, oh, shit. And so, because um, officially, officially Thompson has taken her off this case. Yes. And he ordered her home. Yes. Um, and so this is when uh, Seuss is like, so, hey, Thompson called and approved your vacation. So she's using her vacation days on this now. Yes. And um, so Seuss is like, oh, I have all this information on Whitney Frost. And she's like, that's great. Um, I'll read it later. And um, and he keeps trying to talk to her. And finally, he's like, okay, I recognize a brush off. And she's like, I don't. What? And he's like, what happened to Jarvis? Who's like snoring away in the front seat, drooling on himself. And she's like, he drank too much. And Which, he's as like, we know, Jarvis does not do. Right. And this is when we hear the banging in the trunk. And she's like, we caught a possum. And then he starts talking. And she's like, okay, all right, there's a man in my okay, booth. Okay, fine. There's a man in the boot of my trunk. And Seuss is like, what the fuck? And so this is when they go inside. And um, uh, Jarvis is asleep on the couch. And um, so Seuss is really pissed. Because he's like, you just committed a felony. Um, but he's like, you also didn't, didn't include me in this scheme. I could he have helped. He just wants to be a part of it. He does. He wants to be, he wants he to be wants her to partner. Pl- he wants to play too. He does. Okay. So where's Seuss's girlfriend? Don't know. She seems to have just, whoop. Violet disappeared. She's gone. Um. She's with Rose. She's with Rose. They're hanging out. And so, They're um. In the flower bed. Yeah. And so he's like, he's really pissed at her. And so she's like, yeah, but. You, I was trying to give you plausible deniability, and he's like, no, I'm helping. Which, We're in this. Blah. Which she has a good point there. Yeah. She's trying to keep him out of trouble. Because, because he's the chief. And she's getting, you know, hip deep into trouble, so. Which is what she does. It totally makes sense. Yeah. And so this is when uh, Seuss is like, I'm, no, I'm going to help you. And so Peggy's like, well, we're going to kill this guy. And I got to say, Seuss just kind of goes along with it. Um, so this is when... Um, they go downstairs, and Sousa is trying to question Rufus. The Sousa and Peggy interrogation team technique is it's just great. It's better than Dooley and Thompson. It's true. Um, and so anything is better than Dooley and Thompson. This is where this is very important. This is where um, we find out that uh, Rufus is like, "Where'd you Where'd you get that leg?" And he and I didn't write the battle down, but I think I actually I looked it up. I know I look something else up after that that I have a bone to pick um, later. But it turns out that um, we have confirmation that one Daniel Souza was in the European theater. There you go. And so he has, uh, he's now, because I don't know where Wilkes served, he is now above Wilkes on the, on um, the probability uh, of Peggy's husband meter okay. that I have going on. Okay. So, yeah. That um, works. And so Rufus is like, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. And he's like, he's like, I was tortured by the Japanese, da 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 And Peggy's like, we're not going to torture you. And he's like, yeah, I know, because you're, you're like one of the good guys. And, and she's like, no, 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 you didn't let me finish. We're not going to torture you because we don't have time. And she goes ahead and she just injects him. Or she gets the syringe ready. Yes. So that was really cool. He calls her uh, Elliot Ness. Yeah. It's the leader of the Untouchables. Yeah. I was like, okay, Elliot Ness, I know that name. I know that name. And I had to go look it up. And yeah. he was, so I can see, you know, he's he's trying to make fun of her that thinking that she could do whatever, she, you know, oh, you can do whatever you think, you, you think you can do whatever you want. But you're bound by this moral code. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, no, yeah, we're no, still going to. Peggy is born, is, is bound by no code. Nope. None. Peggy she, gives no fucks anymore. This is her field. 
and it is barren. Where the fucks grow? <laughs> it is barren. <laughs> um, so this is when we get another flashback, a more recent one. Um, we go to Bletchley Park in 1940, which <gasps> Bletchley Park. Bletchley Park. Um, for those of you who don't know, is uh, it, it's exactly what it appeared in the show. It, they, these were the code breakers. Uh, during the war that we're trying to decrypt um, Nazi communiques. See, imitation game. Yes. And so um, this is where uh, this is where we find out Peggy has just gotten engaged. Did you notice, uh, real quick, the set is very, very similar to the office set for SSR? Yeah, the New York office. Reuse those yeah. sets. Woo! <laughs> Um, and so this is when we find out that Peggy uh, just got engaged. She's showing her ring to all the, all the other... Uh, girls in the pool and their boss Mr. Edwards comes in and he kind of breaks him up but he wants to talk to Peggy privately and um you know he he congratulates her on the whole fiance business but he also hands her uh an envelope from the SOE which is the special operations executive um which is the precursor to MI6 and so it turns out that um They've uh, the SOE has just been created. It's a wartime department, and they are training field agents to help out in the war. And they want women, and they want Peggy too. They specifically want they want women in general, but they specifically want Peggy. And she immediately is like, "I'm a woman," and they're like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, you guys can go undetected, and we're going to train you. Like they're they're looking to. It's not just dump them out and have them do stuff. Like he mentions, uh, they're going to train you on guerrilla warfare. They're going to train you on all this stuff. So this is where Peggy gets her training from. Yeah, and so um, she's not just a pretty face. Exactly. And so he's like, this is this is a big privilege. And she's like, I don't I don't know that I'm meant to be in the field. And he's oh, like, bullshit. And he gives her the whole king and country business. There was no king at that time. I'd like to say. Yeah, there was. Was there a king in the Elizabeth's night? dad? Yeah. Oh, Elizabeth's dad. Yeah. Okay. She uh, see Queen Elizabeth has been the queen for like a century or more. She took over. I want to say fifty two <laughs> or fifty three. No, no. She's been she's been the queen Forever. for at least a century. Yeah, at least. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. This but is it very confu- It really did confuse me when he said this king. Is, I was uh, like, king. This is the dad that was in the king's speech, which I don't think you've ever seen. Not yet. Well, we need to cast that at some point. Yeah, I need to watch that at some point. Anywho. So, um... Confused me. So, Peggy's like, um, I'll have to discuss it with my fiancé, but I really don't think that that, that I'm cut out for this. And so... (laughs) Have you seen Captain America, the first first avenger no she hasn't seen it It hasn't happened yet she needs to uh so this is what (laughs) this is when we go to present time Mm -hmm. and um she just jams the syringe into rufus's neck and she's like uh so yeah i just injected you with this really horrible strain of malaria um have fun with that it's fatal in 20 minutes and she's like um I'll be back in 10 and we'll have a little chat. It was when she mentioned Stark Industries that his eyes kind of started bugging saucers out. And that's when he realizes. Because he's like, ha ha, malaria. And she's like, no, no, this is specially engineered. But yeah. And so apparently Howard's got him a, 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 a he don't give a damn about his bad reputation. Yeah. Just saying. And uh, so she's like, I have the antidote and um, I'll, I'll come talk to you again in about 10 minutes. You, sh- you should be feeling it by then. And, and so, uh. It's fatal after 20. And so she goes off and Sousa trails behind her. And this is Sousa's like, what the fuck? Yeah, Sousa's like, um, what did we just do? And Peggy's like, oh, yeah, this thing. Um, it turns out Howard's been trying to cure the common cold. And so <laughs> what she just what she just gave Rufus was a was a very um, intense cold that only takes a couple minutes to take root and give symptoms. Because obviously Stark needed people with colds to... 
experiment well, on. Howard just makes things a little too well. So. Yeah. And so it turns out they've just given him a very intense cold. Um, and, you know, Ruf- Rufus hard. is already screaming at them. And Peggy's like, tea? Cup of tea? Cup of tea. Now she's talking our language. Yeah, she tea. is. Tea. Tea. Speaking of tea. Yeah, yeah. We are Random Tea Podcasts and we do other podcasts. <gasps> we do. Not just Agent Carter. Yeah. We do uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. We absolutely do. We do Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes, we do. Um, we also do uh, Sleepy Hollow. Yes. Random movies, which yes. are just non-Marvel movies. And yeah, um, any, just, you know, yeah. other stuff. And Gotham. Gotham. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, so we would really like it if you guys would check out our other podcasts, too. That'd be pretty cool. That would be pretty awesome. And uh, if you have any feedback for, well, any of our podcasts, including this one right now, um, you can email it to us at randomtpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, you can. And you can get us on Tumblr at randomtpodcasts.tumblr.com. Or on Twitter at randomtcasts. Yeah. There's that, too. Yeah. Um, but you can also just go to our website at randomtpodcast.com. And you can actually stream all of our podcasts directly from our website. If that's your thing. If that's your thing. But we're also on the iTunes and Stitcher and Pocket Casts. And we would just ask that if you are liking what you're hearing, that you would be good enough to leave us some kind of a rating or review. Um, because it's going to help other people find us. Yeah, because the, the, the better our ratings, of course. They yeah, will. and we would squeal. So there's that. Well, yeah, it's, it's squeal worthy. Yeah. So, because we do have a review on Agent Carter. We do. And we were very, very excited. Yeah. We squealed. We, we did. did. So, um, but you know what else they need to check out? What else do they need to check out? Unofficial natural fandom fragrances. Yeah, they do. What do they got now? All kind of shit. No, now they have, uh, they, they did just release their, or, um, released i think the pre-order for their marvel line yes. um which the beginnings of it because if you've seen what else they've other fandoms they've done there will this is just the beginning be of the marvel line um they just released uh captain america iron man deadpool and storm yes they did and uh if you pre-order you get a dollar off that's pretty cool which is pretty cool but once they actually have everything in stock and it's no longer pre-order Goes to full price. But you know what you can do if that happens? Use our coupon code. You can use our coupon code of Random Tea Podcast. No, no S. S. There's been confusion about that. <laughs> Mostly um, from me. <laughs> both of us. Uh, you get 10% off $5 or more mm-hmm. order. And guys, they have more than just Marvel. They've got uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. They have Sherlock. They have Supernatural. They have Doctor Who. They have Star Wars. Yeah. I keep reading, they have a Darth Vader. They don't just have... Does it um, smell like sadness? I don't know. I haven't smelled it yet. I need to smell that. Because I have Han Solo. Han Solo is awesome. Um, but then there's also uh, Harry Potter. And the Disney princesses. And it is so many Disney princesses. Yeah. So, so. Uh, Knights, uh, Knights of the Caribbean? No. Mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. That would be an interesting Either mashup. One, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And uh, if you're not finding exactly what you're looking for, then... They will work with you on a custom blend. Guys, what these are, uh, they're not perfumes. Uh, it's essential oils. Mm-hmm. Fragrant um, sprays. Fra- fragrant sprays. And they have, you know, aromatherapy is a thing. It's yep. real. Uh, and so these sprays are designed with each, with different types of benefits. Yes. Um, and they really do smell like the characters. They And they put so much thought behind these. Uh, Dumbledore smells like old books and lemon drops it really does yep. it's it's kind of scary yeah um 
there's Sleeping Beauty, mm-hmm. which is to help wake you up. It's great. Is lemon, lime, and oranges. Yeah. And it's got a, it's very citrusy. It's very got a nice wakey, little... eggs and bakey. Yeah. <laughs> smell to it. It's great. I love them. Yeah. They're so awesome. So yeah, do check them out, please. Um, they're wonderful. It's made for nerds by nerds. It's good stuff. And they make great gifts too. They do indeed. So anyway, so we have another flashback. We do. We go back to Brockton, Oklahoma, but this time it's 1928, and uh, teenage Agnes slash Whitney is uh, she's working out. She's drawing some plans in the kitchen, and um, we find out uh, from the other room that Wilma is having a shouting match with Bud because apparently Bud's cheating on her, even though she's his mistress. And um, and even though she looks absolutely the same age she did before, yes, yeah, she did. Because yeah, it's played did. by the same actress. Same actress. So she looks. Um, and the it same. turns out that he's kicking them out of the house. So is that his house? That's what I got or from was, it. Because like, like she was a kept woman. Apparently so. Where she do, had a good run. Where, where do I sign up? I know. <laughs> That's really bad when it's like, how many times a week does he come to see? Like <laughs> you're starting to do the cost I benefit know, analysis. Yeah, do I still get <laughs> you know? nights and weekends or you know is yeah. this like a daytime thing or yeah. <laughs> do i get to go to the movies <laughs> eat popcorn in front of the tv or uh, anyway people um and so uh they have a they have a little screaming match and then bud um stalks out and this is when wilma um great mom that she is takes out her frustration on her daughter sure sure and so um well she's been such a role model thus far she has such a fine role model and she's she immediately turns around and she's like you could have been nicer to him and whitney's like i didn't like him and so she's like um she throws uh this envelope in her daughter's face and it turns out agnes was uh rejected from uh the university of oklahoma science program Despite the fact that she's a fucking, like, beyond a genius. Yes. And so, because she's like, she's like, it doesn't matter how smart you are, you're a girl. And nobody's ever going to care about that because you are a girl. And so, she pulls her um, over to the mirror and she um, tells her that her face is the only thing that matters. It's the it's only like thing that's going to get her get anywhere, you anywhere in, the yeah. Which... in the world. So, she says, you might as well start focusing on this. It doesn't, again, it doesn't matter how smart you are. Which, um, I, I hate to say it, is to an extent still true today. It is. Which, it's, it makes me so angry I can't even find words to mention it. But yeah. uh, it's still. But calling it out like this is helpful because it reminds people that that's still a thing Absolutely. today. And it needs, it needs to be talked about. Yes. Yes. And it's, there it is. So, um, so this is when we flash back to uh, 1947, current time, and... Um, Whitney is at her, um, she's still in her closet at her vanity. She really needs to come out of the closet. She does. <laughs> Just saying. I'm surprised it took us that long to make that I joke. Know, right? Um, and so. What, four episodes? Yeah, I know, right? And so this is when Chadwick calls and he's like, you're late um, for the for the Life magazine no, photo no, shoot. You know, you know all, what I hear him saying? Wah, wah, blah, wah, blah, wah, blah, 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 Me, 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 Yeah, I stopped And listening. so she, she's like, oh, I don't feel, <laughs> I don't feel good. Um, and, um, he starts bitching about how, like, um, you know, they really want her and he's afraid they're going to cancel all this stuff and She reacts in the only way she needs to react. She hangs up on his ass and she just, just calmly 
hangs up. And I was so excited. Yes. And this is when we spin her and the camera was really cool. This was cool little camera work. Mm -hmm. Camera spins around and we see her and we see that the uh, crack has gotten much larger. It's what about doubled in size? Uh, Double or triple because it's like down the side of her her face and it's further up on her forehead. It didn't seem to be growing as fast as I expected it to. But we did notice that the cage of rats is empty. It is empty, but I still feel like it. There should be more. Yeah, I don't feel like it's growing as like fast. Wider, maybe. Well, or just more down her face, or more across her. Yeah, I just feel like it should have been bigger. I yeah. don't know why. Okay, bigger is better. So, so yeah. So you're. I don't like, know. What I, yeah. I know so much about you. Know, of course, how this works. Yeah, zero matter. And again, she does not seem to be upset. She seems actually very pleased. Yes. So I was she's, like, all right. She's she's figured it out. Yes. And so um. We go back to uh, we go back to the Stark basement, um, and Seuss is trying to get uh, he's trying to get Rufus to give the names up, and um, Peggy Peggy and Sousa have this little conversation that of course Rufus can hear, and he's like, "Cool it, Peggy. We've only got like five minutes," and she's like, five minutes? That's generous." He doesn't have very long, <laughs> and so he starts shouting names out. And so he gives he gives a finance guy's name, uh, Hugh Jones from Roxon. So many names. And so he starts, um, he's like, oh, um, you know, he's going to, they're, they're going to kill him for, for even giving this information up. Cause Peggy promises, um, you know, she's like, we can, we can protect you and da da da. And so he's like, don't you understand? I'm dead already. And so she's like, fine, if you're dead already, then I'll just, uh, cr- I'll just crush this, need these few days. this no. antidote. No. And so he's like, no, 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 no. And he tells her that, um, the arena club is where the council of nine meets and they record their meetings. So if she can get her uh-huh. hands on the recordings, the recordings, which are kept in a storage room at the club, then that's a lot of incriminating evidence. Yes. So um, word to the wise. Yeah. When you're working a security gig for supervillains or a super secret society. Yes. Uh, quitting is not an option. Yeah, it really isn't. Just, just think about that when, for, when you sign up. That yeah. This is forever. Yeah. Just so you know. Your 401k is non-transferable. No. no. <laughs> and don't count on the pension plan. So. Yeah. So this is when we go to the lab at the Stark compound and um, Jarvis is helping Wilkes write out equations since Wilkes can't, you know, Jarvis hold is a anything. Jarvis bro. He is. He is. And so um, he finishes the rest of the equation. He's like, okay, what does that mean? <laughs> Which I thought was so cute. And uh, Wilkes is trying to basically explain to him that he had a certain theory, but he's, now he's not sure. But he kind of goes into some kind of a trance, almost. And he starts to see this big crack reminiscent of Whitney's face on the board. I'm You're calling, raising your hand. I'm calling it right now. Wilkes is the next doctor. <gasps> you think that's a crack in time and space? <laughs> Just saying. Oh, my he's God. He's the next doctor. It's immediately what I thought of. Come on. I know. It you did. Know. It looked like the crack in time and space. Um, and so uh, Jarvis is like, hey, buddy, what's going on? He's like, and he kind of snaps out of it. And he's like, I'm sorry. I, I kind of got in my head a little bit. Um, and this is when Susan and Peggy come in and they're like, hey, we're going to we're going to get a warrant to raid the arena club. Even though they kidnapped a guy. Yes. I don't understand how a judge is going to give them that warrant. Well, Susan said something like, I know one of the uh, the assistant district attorneys or the judge, or I know somebody that'll give us the warrant. Boy, so he's like, only been in LA. Okay. He's only been in Hollywood for what, six months or so. And yeah. he's already got yeah. buds. Well, whatever. Whatever. And so, um, 
this is when they go to the SSR and they, they've got the entire office getting ready to raid the arena club. And they're kind of briefing them. They've got shotguns. And this is when Vernon Masters comes in. But he doesn't say that he's from the FBI. He says that he's from the War Department. Which I thought was interesting. I'm very confused. Um, and so he he's like, hey, uh, so we're we're going to just calm your tits, basically. Like, everybody put their guns down. And uh, Peggy's like, no, we're about to raid the arena club. And he's like, yeah, that's not yeah, going to happen. Yeah, no. Um, we're here. We're going to audit this branch of the SSR. We need to look at all your all your cases, uh, closed and current. Um, it's an audit. Yay. Yep. Yeah, we both love some audits. Yeah, and so Sousa has no choice. Like, he has to allow it. And so this is when uh, Masters gets Peggy. Uh, he pulls Peggy into a room alone. And uh, he's like, you know, right now in the current environment, a.k.a. anti-communism fever, uh, it's good to be seen as a team player. But he's like, I can tell you, you don't go in for that. And she's like, listen, this council is involved um, with some major shit. And she mentioned uh, McKinley. Mm-hmm. Or or, the, or this is where, I think Rufus mentioned it. Rufus mentioned McKinley, who was assassinated. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, the stock market crash, which they had alluded to in another episode. That they, uh, yeah, the, 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 the secret people yeah. did. Um, and so she... Uh, Masters is like, yeah, um, I need to vet your source, so I need to know who's giving you the information. She's like, no, we're going to keep it confidential. We've already we've already signed affidavits that the guy can be trusted as a confidential informant, you know, because there's protocols for this kind of stuff. Yep. And he's like, yeah, no, I need I need to know. And so she refuses to give up the guy's name. And uh, he's like, you know, it's interesting that uh, you're you're not even an American. And he's like. It, 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 you know, you're going to have to work really hard to stay out of trouble. And um, Peggy's like, I'll manage. And he's like, yeah, but your friends might not be so lucky. And he looks over at Sousa. But one thing he did mention was the Hollywood 10. Yes, he did. The Hollywood 10 did not happen until October of 47. Okay. So you have, you have, a, yeah, I was, I was concerned about the timeline. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Um, okay. I will say that there was already the um, house on Un-American Activities Committee, which is, which uh, famously was headed up by uh, McCarthy later, um, and that yeah, because McCarthy didn't come till no, he was after. he was he uh, was not a part of the Hollywood Ten. No, it wasn't. He wasn't uh, the head of the commission yet. But the Hollywood Ten was basically, um, and actually, some of them were card-carrying communist members. Yes, they were. Um, but what it was is it was these. Uh, they were screenwriters, and in the fever, they their names had been named as possible anti-American, la, 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 when they started investigating the uh, movie business. And the Hollywood 10 were called to testify, and they refused. They were held in contempt of court, and they were put in, uh, they were put in prison for a while, and they were basically just blacklisted. Nobody would hire them. They had to write. If they wanted to continue to write, they had to write under assumed names. Uh, one thing I do think is interesting, Trumbo, uh, they just did a movie about that I actually really want to see. Um, he got two Academy Awards, uh, one under a pseudonym and one he gave credit to somebody else. Uh, he allowed somebody else to take credit. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a big deal. But I. I Exodus and Spartacus. Yeah. Yeah. He wrote Spartacus. That was I Dalton mean, like, Trumbo. Yeah. yeah. And um, so uh, that kind of bothered me 
that we st- that we that we made an incorrect reference on the show. Uh, uh it says September nineteen forty seven. September October. It says in late September nineteen forty seven. There you go. Uh, HUAC subpoenaed 79 yeah. individuals on a claim that they were subversive and supposing they were injected communist propaganda into their films. Yep. And one thing I thought was really interesting is that um, the guys were very adamant. They were all men. They were very adamant that they were like, um, this is kind of the, the, um, the ways the Nazis handled their opposition is they basically made it illegal to be in opposition of the Nazis and that's kind of what the uh what the anti-communists were doing and so yeah it was just a very charged atmosphere and so basically what Masters is telling Peggy is that you know we can hurt you we can hurt your friends um anything where you don't look like threatening her yeah anything where you don't look like a quote-unquote good American team player you're seen as other which is communist the blacklisting began in 1946. It did, but the Hollywood Ten themselves. The Hollywood were not Ten until, themselves specifically. I think yeah. they just wanted uh, to. Uh, they're just name dropping. Yeah, which he could have just said blacklisting. He didn't have to say Hollywood Ten, but whatever. So that I had a little bone to pick with that. Um, so we go back and we have another flashback, and this time it's 1940 in Hampstead, and um, it's Peggy and Fred's engagement party, and. Um, so, this is where her brother Michael is meeting Fred for the first time, and um, he he starts off with, like, okay, let's slug these drinks back, and you're not going to beat me this time, and Fred is, like, horrified, and she's, he's like, you can do that? And she's like, well, <laughs> not recently. <laughs> not in front of you, dear. So, again, she's, she's hiding herself she even is. from the man she's set to marry. Which, as... Well, again, this is the, okay, what, uh, we're in what, the 30s here? 40, 40 actually. This is 40, okay. Yeah, and Captain right. America, the first 40s. Avenger, takes place in like 42. Okay. Yeah, because it was two years yep. between, so. And so, uh, But this that was a woman's play. I'm not, I'm not saying it's right. Yes. I'm not trying to justify it. They're yes. being accurate to the time. Well, and I think it's interesting because it's not all Fred's fault. No, it's not. It's the fact that she allowed him to think that this was who she really was. Sure, but that's how life was at that time. That's how she was expected to act. Again, I'm not saying it's right. But it was expected. But it is accurate to the period. But this is like, this is why I'm not married. Because. (laughs) Is this why I've been divorced so many times? Like, I don't want to have to settle for shit like this. And you shouldn't have to. And so that's why I think. No. I think that's very. And and this is man or woman. Don't become something that you think your partner wants. You're going to end up unhappy. Exactly. And you don't have to be married. No, you do not. You do not have to. Being single is absolutely respectable. Yes. So. I'll get off my little soapbox. But um, so this is where she's like, hey, they asked me to be a spy. Isn't that funny? And um, Fred's like appalled once again. He just must be continuously appalled at Peggy. And um, he's like, well, we turned down the offer. And Michael's like, why? And um, Fred yeah, goes off. Yeah, the whole we bit. Yeah. We yeah. turned down the Fred offer. Fred goes off for a drink. And um, Peggy's like, well, what do you think of him? And he's like, um. Let's talk about why you turned down the SOE well, job. He does say you're the one marrying him. So Fred is, I mean, not sorry, Michael, Michael, the brother has said 
basically, it doesn't matter what I think. If you don't even the, like him. You're the one who has to marry him. So you exactly. can respect that coming from Michael. Oh, definitely. And so he's like, why did you turn the SOE job? And she's like, how did you know it was an SOE job? And he's like, because I recommended you. And um, he's like, I know you better than anybody else. And this is the kind of life you're meant to lead. Um, you're, you, you want adventure. And so he's like the, this was great and awful and hurty. And he was like, everybody's drawn the dreams out of you. Okay. Basically you've been beaten down by society. True. And what he's saying is absolutely true, but I have a problem with that. Okay. Because first of all, she was being, uh, her life was being directed by what her fiance was mm-hmm. saying and thinking and here it's another man it's another man yeah. telling her what she should be doing with her life i would rather her have come to this conclusion on her own yeah or for him to say listen i'm not even saying you have to do it but you need to do what makes you happy or something like this. something but yeah it's it's the fact that she's had both of these men telling her what to telling do telling her what to do in different with ways her life yeah and of course i mean michael means good means good and well and i'm sure fred in his heart of hearts really means good and well but i would much rather have seen peggy come to the conclusion on her own than being a result of what a man has told her yeah that's a good point just saying so um but he uh she says something like this is this is my engagement party and he's like yeah it's not your wedding yet you can still you can still change your mind. And Peggy like walks away and she's not a happy bunny. Um, but this is when we go back to present time and Sousa um, and Peggy are talking at the SSR while the um, FBI slash war department is like combing through all their crap. And um, it turns out that the judge was in the council's pocket. And so that that alerted the uh, the authorities to the imminent raid and they put a stop to it. And so he's like, um, he's like, you know, the the arena club's gotten rid of any any evidence. So oh, even if even if we did get a warrant now, it would be useless. And um, so Peggy's like, you stay there and protect yourself because you've got to deal with this. You're the chief. And um, he mentions like he got the same speech from Vernon Masters that she did. Yep. Um, and so, but he's like, I'm with you. Um, but Sousa has, uh, I love this. So has Peggy finally figured out that Sousa's going to back her up regardless? Yes. I mean, I does, hope does so. he need to get the bat and beat yeah. her over the head with it? Like, like you wave a sign at her. Um, but Sousa has snuck out um, uh, Jane Scott's tissue sample. Yeah, he did. And so Sousa he, ain't no dummy. No, and he convinced, the, he convinced the, the doctor to pretend that it was lost. And so they could get it out. And so then she's like, oh, I have an idea. And so they, they're going to go talk to Rufus again. And so this is when <laughs> Sousa cuts him free. And right away I was like, something's, on, something's going on. Mm-hmm. They don't just cut this guy free. Oh, hell no. They're, the act, because as soon as Peggy and Sousa walk through that door, it's, uh, they're actors. It's exactly. show. And I love it. It's great. They're so They're so flawless bouncing off of each other. Mm-hmm. They make such. So is Sousa still dead to you? Slightly less dead. <laughs> he's like a warm he's, corpse. He's been dead all day. He's like, oh, he's warming. <laughs> Got the heating pads yeah. on him. Okay. All <laughs> he's right. warming gonna, up a little bit. hook him up to the battery jump yeah. cables. And, um, and so this is when he, uh, Sousa tells Rufus that like the council knows what's going on. Um, and so they have to eliminate him. And uh, Rufus is like, uh, finish me off. And uh, Sousa. Sousa, um, he goes to pull the trigger, but it jams, and then Rufus punches him and, and, and escapes. 
and in, so this, in air quotes, yes, absolutely. And so this is when Peggy, we find out Peggy was hiding off to the side, and it's like, okay, this is a plan, in case you hadn't realized it. <laughs> so poor Sousa, had, he deserved the punch, I'm just saying. Yeah, he did. Um, and it was funny, though, because she... <laughs> Didn't she make the point where she's like, listen, this guy's beat on me several times. Uh, it's yes. only fair that it's your turn. Yes, um, it, it, it was fair, actually. So this is when Rufus goes straight to Whitney Frost's house. And he wants to see Chadwick. Once again, he wants to see the man. Let's talk to the man. And um, she, tries, she tries to like get him to uh, like calm down. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to stay until he comes back. And she's like, all right. Um, and we find out that um, Peggy and Susa have bugged Rufus. Yeah, it's like one of the same ones they tried to bug the. Yeah, they've got it at the on his suspenders. Yeah, because he would never notice that thing when he leaned back in a car seat or nothing. No, Mm -hmm. because that thing's that sucker's like what an inch. Yeah, in diameter and and like it was raised hard. Yeah, no, of course he would never notice that on my back. Mm -hmm. No. No. Um, and so they did plan a bug on him, and so Rufus is pouring himself a drink, and he just won't talk to Whitney until her husband's there, because you know man stuff. I know. Um, and so this is when we get another flashback to Hampstead and it's still 1940 and Peggy is getting ready for her wedding with her mom. Um, now, I thought she was getting dressed for a wedding, mm-hmm. but she was just trying it on. Yeah, I kind of got that too. At first, at first, I thought she was. Yeah, I like, thought it was the day. This was the wedding. Yeah. But then it was, she was just trying. I was like, whew. Yeah. I was like, damn, well, that's Peggy. a relief. Damn, Peggy. Um, and so we see the the SOE letter on the dresser. Mm-hmm. And then this so is... So she was going to still go through with it. Mm-hmm. And so this is when we see um, a car pull up and her mom goes down, presumably with her father. Um, and it's basically the famous war telegram thing. Yep. This is how they inform them that Michael has died. Um. Mm. So, if he's dead, then where does Sharon Carter come from? Exactly. Just saying. Exactly. Very concerned. Because we have seen no other male siblings. No. Um, and so, this is when... And this would be the time to bring it up. Exactly. But this is when we see Peggy. She takes off her engagement ring. Um, she she changes. But She's again, got a suitcase. Her decision... Was based is on... Is based on... Yeah. Her brother. Yeah. Which, okay, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not completely a heartless bitch, just mostly. <laughs> I am dead inside. You've heard me say this. Um, it still bugs the crap out of me. That it was This still, was not... Her, I still don't feel like it was her decision. It was a reaction. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so she, she picks up the letter and she leaves and we, you know, this is where leaves she... Leaves a ring. Yeah. She decides to become and super secret spy Peggy Carter. And on top of that, I mean, these are characters that we didn't even know existed. Yeah, that's true. That's that's very true. So. Um, so this is when we go back to the present, and um, Peggy kind of notices Wilkes doing the whole weird staring thing at the chalkboard, and he makes a point of saying uh, it feels like something is pulling him away, and it would be very easy to let go. And um, Peggy tells him about Michael, that Michael told her she was meant to fight, and she believes that Wilkes is cut from the same cloth. And so she tells him to hold on, and they kind of have a little moment where they try to reach for each other, and Sousa sees it, which I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Sousa. Look what you fucked up there, I buddy. Know, right? And um, so this is when we go back to- It makes me worry that we're going to lose Wilkes. Wilkes. I am too. 
I am too. For and I hope we don't lose him but just for the sake of okay. Now then, now Susie I'm, can be with her. I, I'm, I'm. That's what I was going to say. I'm hoping that if we do lose Wilkes, that there's pining. Yes. That there's pining. Yes. Because they can't immediately just. No. Okay, now it's no. Susie's turn. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not having none of that. And so this is when Chadwick comes home. He and does not deserve Peggy yet. Just saying. No, he does not. Okay. So Chadwick comes home and uh, Rufus then decides to tell him what happened. And Whitney's there for the whole thing. Because he has testosterone. Exactly. Because he has a dick. And so um, he he's like, I, I didn't tell him anything. And Whitney, Whitney doesn't believe him. Because Whitney's not a dumb shit. Well, what Rufus doesn't realize is that even though Chadwick is here, he's really still talking to Whitney. Yeah. Because Chadwick don't know shit. Yeah. Whitney's the brains. Yes. And so uh, Rufus is like, well, okay, I may have given him two, two members of the council. But, you know, you guys will protect me because I know all kinds of stuff about y'all. And I might have to tell the council what's going on. And I know you would hate for that to happen. And this is when... um. I was like, oh, shit's about to go down. Whitney starts, <laughs> Whitney starts going to close the drapes. Oh, yes. And I was like, yeah, and she yeah. But she doesn't close them well. She doesn't. No, and that bugs me. Yeah, yeah. And so um, she. Uh, this is when she tells Chadwick, she's like, I have something to show you. And he's like, uh, not now, woman. And she grabs Rufus now, by the... Now, remember, th- Peggy and Sousa are listening on the bug the yes, whole Yes, they are. And so she grabs uh, Rufus by the throat. And uh, she does the dark matter deal with him and like kind of him and um, the bug goes dead because, of course, Rufus is no more like, again, the science. I don't know. Yeah. (sighs) Tasty. Yeah. And sweaty. And and coldy. Ooh. Ooh, so now she's just she have a like cold nail? like I don't know Ew. I don't know now how that works that's that is gross it Rufus you made it weird and so the but the bug the bug goes, it wasn't weird before that she had absorbed an entire cage no. of rats it's no the Rufus it was the Rufus that okay. made it weird okay yeah just to be clear just to be clear yeah right. <laughs> so cool. this is when the bug goes dead and they have no idea what actually happened they just know that Chadwick was like Whitney no Whitney you can't what have you done kind of a deal so yeah. You would think that he'd said it enough that they should be worried. Yeah. I really hope so anyway. Yeah. So this is when we get another flashback to uh, Hollywood in 1934. And this is when we see Whitney arrived and she's the actress we know. Um, She goes to uh, this movie theater and um, she's standing outside and she clearly doesn't have the money to go see the movie. And the... um, the woman in the ticket booth is like, um, you know, we haven't changed the movie since since I saw you here last. And she's like, yeah, I know. I just, it's a nice way to escape. And so the woman um, gives her a free ticket, which I thought was really oh, nice. Women supporting women. Women supporting you. women. And, um, and she's about to go in, this agent, na- this agent Ned, Ned Silver, uh, sees Whitney and he's like, oh, he's really sleazy. And he's like, yeah, I can get you work as like an, a model or an actress. And um, Whitney's like, oh, that that sounds interesting. And he asks her name and she says it's Agnes Cully. And he's like, yeah, that's going to have to go. Um, but he he tells her to smile and she obliges him. You can tell she doesn't like it. But this begins the... Whitney telling men what they want to hear so she can get ahead in life because that's what she's learned works. So it's like, yeah. Um, So, I mean, again, so we see the parallel between her and uh, Peggy. Yeah. About how they got from 
childhood to where they are now. Yeah. And so this is when we go back to the present and Whitney, um, she sees, uh, she's got the whole, uh, like, where she looks at her hands and and we see the the crack spread. And uh, she tells uh, Chadwick, who's freaking out, that she's like, I just fixed another one of your problems. And he's like, oh, my God, what are you? And she's like, I'm whatever I want to be. And she gives Mm -hmm. him this smile. And it's like, oh, yeah. this. I know she's the bad guy, but I'm like, hell, yeah. So, yeah, that was our episode. That was. That was great. I I thought it was a really strong episode. I enjoyed it. Okay, so which backstory did you like better? Peggy's. Of course. Which one was more believable? Probably Agnes's. Yeah, me too. But I mean, I, I was I was always very interested to figure out how the hell Peggy got wrapped up with the SSR in the first place. And so we, I still would love to see. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Having Peggy's backstory is is more fun. Yeah. But as far as which one is more believable of actually happening, yeah, was Agnes. So. I still want to see 1940 to 1942. Like I want to see what took her to when we first see her in Captain America, the first Avenger. Mm-hmm. But of course I just want all the Peggy all the time. So I was just really happy to get what we got. Um, because this is where we see her reject for whatever reason. I know you weren't jazzed with the fact that it was because of her brother, Yeah, but this, she rejects the idea of, I have to be a certain well, what what people right. expect of me. Well, it, it puts her on the path for her to be who she is today. And that's yeah. very important. I mean, it is a tragic incident. And I don't want to downplay that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just it kind of changes my viewpoint a yeah. little of who Peggy Carter is. Because up until now, I have imagined her as always being this ass this kicking, ass kicking, strong willed woman. Yeah. Um, but she was beat down for a while there. But she was still a product of her time. Yeah. So. I was, I guess I was kind of a little disappointed with that. Yeah. But I mean, she's still who she is. So. But I will say it, t- it took a hell of a lot of courage to do what she did. Of course it did when it so, came down to it. But I yeah. mean, again, it was her brother's death that was the catalyst. the catalyst. Yeah. Which, I mean, something had to be. Yeah. So. And I, I started thinking, I was like, oh my God, Steve accepted her for exactly who she was. Absolutely he did. And oh my gosh, it hurts my little heart. I know. But Steve always wanted to be accepted for who he was. And she did. And she did. God, I saw that photo set again of him in the flag. Yeah. And uh, it was him getting in the Jeep yes. to get the ride. And mm. that smile she gave him, I was like. Eh. She was so proud of her little baby. She was. She was. She's like, that one's mine. She was. Mm-hmm. She was going to eat him for Mm-hmm. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yep. Just saying. So, yeah. So, this is a great episode. I was really, really, really pleased Very with it. Very much was. Um, we have feedback. Yes, we do. Um, Yay. I'm excited. I uh, know. I do want to give a quick shout out to both Mel and Ashley, who we had a very interesting discussion about uh, the Carter lineage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the ants and the great aunt, but the fact that there was no other, um, there's no other sibling. Yes her to come through so yeah um, and we decided if sharon is to be a carter then it needs to be a brother oh yes absolutely because the uh, not that a woman couldn't have kept her name but back then the odds are against that being the case so but yeah that was the conversation where somebody mentioned 
um, her talking to the aunt on talking to her aunt on the phone. Yeah, I didn't, soldier, even, I didn't even think about I that. Totally missed. So yeah, uh, that was a great conversation, and I really appreciate it, guys. Um, so now we've got some emails that I've got to go pull up now. Yep. Uh, which I should have printed these, but I didn't. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're going to go back to our, let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying this correctly. Uh, Franzi. Okay. Who. That's what I thought it was. So. Um, who, but please correct us if we're not pronouncing yes, please. your name uh, properly. That's, yeah, I, I am terrible at pronunciate, pronouncing. Pronunciating. Exactly. <laughs> there it goes. And, um. They start out with uh, saying that English is not their mother tongue, so they're really sorry for any spelling, syntax, or grammar mistakes. You speak better than we do. Oh, honey, your your English in this in this email was so much better than, than anything ours. we could ever do. <laughs> so you're marvelous. Um, they are a massive Marvel fan, especially right Peggy, and they love listening to our podcast and adore the name and logo. That's so great. Thank you. Thank you to my friend Naomi for doing that lovely logo for us. She's yes, awesome. she is. Um, so they started listening to us a few weeks ago when they did a Agent Carter rewatch in preparation for the second season. As well you should have because well that's the should. best way to prepare. Uh, not that I needed the ex- the upcoming season as an excuse. I think I've watched <laughs> the first season four or five times by now. You and me both, man. Same. So you get a good picture of how big a fan I am, and I'm sure you can relate. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. For months, I'm trying to get my friends to watch the show with almost zero success. But anyway, I'm glad that I found your podcast and can listen to your enthusiastic thoughts. Enthusiastic is a word you could use. Yes. (laughs) That's a nice word. Obsessive is another one. Yeah. Uh, I especially love it when you mention some of the information there in the comics. So there's that. That's all, Janya. Go, Go you. Well... I want to start reading the comics for a while now, but I'm just super confused and unsure where to start. Okay. Marvel Unlimited is like $10 a month, and it's all their comics online. Yeah. So you can go in and look at whatever comic run you want to and whenever you want to. It's not 100% complete, no, but you it's said not. just about everything's there. It's it's pretty massive. Yeah. Um, but even like comics that were... they're. The newest comics they have on there are several months old. Yeah. So it's not like, of course, because they want to sell yeah. the comics, obviously. And I will um, say, um, if you're confused where to start as far as the issues, um, Janya has gone through, and when we've done the MCU movies we've done, um, the show notes are chock full of at least what comics are relevant to that movie. Yes. So that might be a place to start. That would be a good place to start. That way you can see the movies mm-hmm. along with the, and see which comics they are. But yeah, Marvel Unlimited is my resource Yeah, uh, that I use when yeah. I do my research. Um, so I, I strongly suggest that. And if you're really interested in uh, a certain aspect of any, any of the shows or movies, I would suggest going on like a Marvel wiki and don't, don't they, several. don't they usually kind of point you in a yeah, certain direction? Have, uh, origin yeah. in this issue, significant yeah. issues. Um, stuff like that yeah it's all out there so, so um, but yeah Marvel Unlimited is a good place yeah. to get access to them yeah um, so anyway they go on to say currently reading Runaways and I of course have Operation SAN on my bookshelf haven't had time to read it though because I'm occupied writing my bachelor thesis so right good, on so good luck with that yes everybody send good uh, good thesis vibes oh yeah better better person than I am 
I really enjoyed the second season so far. The sparring scene in the second episode with Peggy and Jarvis was the best. I, I agree. Re- I had to rewind and film it on my phone. I can watch it anytime I want to. <laughs> um, maybe I should have said that out loud. <laughs> uh, oh, and I agree with you and Peggy. Anna is fantastic. Yes, she is. The actress was in the first season of Outlander. Yes. Yes, she was. And Our Stars. I remember her from Outlander, too. She was kind of a shit in that, but yeah. Hey, if you're a good shit, though. She was. She was excellent at it. Uh, they go on to say, I miss, miss, miss Angie, though. I, I oh, my gosh. I need Angie back so bad. Yeah. Uh, I still don't understand why she couldn't come back, and quite possible that I missed it, but she wasn't mentioned at all by Peggy or any other characters. No, she was not. No, there was. that's what's driving me crazy. There's been absolutely no explanation. You are not alone. There's not even a phone call. Nothing. Yeah. She's an actress. Why isn't she gone to Hollywood with Peggy? And the only acceptable answer would be she got a big part in New York and couldn't go. But then talk about but it. But no mention of it. Yeah. But of course, Peggy was only supposed to be in L.A. briefly. That's true. So. I don't know. But I mean, a phone call, something. I got to let my roommate know that I'm not going to be back right away or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, oh, and you mentioning Peggy would be in Slytherin made me laugh. Yay. I guess Jarvis would be in Hufflepuff. Absolutely. Yes. And Howard in Ravenclaw. Yes. So definitely. much yes. Thompson definitely doesn't deserve to be in any of the houses. <laughs> I agree with that, too. <laughs> That's, I love That's that. That's great. Um, so those are a few of my thoughts regarding Agent Carter. Really looking forward to next week's episode and your discussion. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, last but not least, some suggestions for your random movies podcast. Uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Machina? Mm-hmm. Machina. 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 Mm-hmm. Her. Hey, it has Scarlett Johansson's voice in it. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you. <laughs> That's true. It really, thank you. Uh, one of the million Disney movies, and I mean Disney, Disney, Disney. Yes. Like The Lion King or Frozen. Yeah. Uh, again, love your podcast, and I wish you two a great weekend. Thank you so much. Franzie, you're a doll. Thank that you. That was absolutely... And good luck with your thesis. Yes. Uh, okay. And Michael wrote in. Okay. Uh, Michael says, aloha. Okay. Aloha, Michael. Are you in Hawaii? I don't know. That would be awesome. That would be really cool. Um, came across your podcast while looking for Agent Carter related shows. Right on. Hope you all enjoy the first part of the Peggy Carter origin story. Story. Yeah, this is Which where this is where I had to stop reading because I was on my trip and I hadn't seen the episode and I was uh, like, I have to go away now. Yes. Yeah, I didn't want to spoil myself, which is rare <clears throat> no. because I'm me. No. Uh, it's great we finally get to see Margaret as a kid and student. Also, nice to see that her taste in potential suitors has improved since Fred. True that. So, so much. Uh, speaking of which, I liked seeing Wilkes break his demeanor a bit. He's a great character, but it's bugged me how unflappable he's been up to this point. That's a good point. Like, he's not even corporeal, too, so yeah, I would expect him to be a little, a little freaked out. Yeah, he was a little too too calm and yeah. perfect. So. Yeah. Uh, a thought on the Gentleman's Club and the Council of Nine. I don't think they're Hydra, at least not directly, but I also don't think Hydra is a single organization. Like its mythical namesake, it's a many-headed beast, and some of those heads manifest themselves as various clandestine organizations. So don't be surprised to see that at the highest levels, all these shadow organizations are part of Hydra, at least that's my head canon at this point. I feel I kind of need to explain that no, I never never thought this was actually Hydra. Hydra, Hydra. But a precursor. Okay. Much like the SSR is a precursor to S.H.I.E.L.D. 
I think well, we're seeing the beginnings of it. I don't think it's specifically Hydra yet. And I don't think it is Hydra because... Well, you haven't. Yeah. And I, I just don't We've think... We've agreed to disagree. We have agreed to disagree. <laughs> and I just don't think that... Because I still think you've got people like Zola who were in Hydra. And mm-hmm. I still think they're kind well, of he's trying in to... prison with the... Right. But I still think they're they're dude. almost trying to rebuild themselves. And, yeah. and this is when they're coming up with their plan to infiltrate... SSR slash C- yeah, that's, shield. Yeah, that's what Vernon's doing. So, but but I do agree that this is not a good group, and God knows they could be tied to Hydra, and they don't even know it. Right. That yeah. I mean, that so could absolutely be a these thing. rich old white guys don't even know sure. that their money's going to. So, I mean, it, it could it could be several things. Uh, I yeah. Uh, then Michael says, "Cheers and thanks for the show. I look forward to hearing more from you. We look forward to hearing more from you. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited." I hated that it took us so long to, because of my trip, we couldn't record it at our normal time. And I was like, but we I have know, feedback have that needs mail. to be discussed. Uh, okay. And this is from Gina, who, this is uh, more fangirling than it is Specific feedback, feedback. but Because the subject of the email is brand new fangirl. <laughs> Pterodactyl noises. I know. Man. This is how excited I am. Uh, so Gina says, I found your Agent Carter podcast on Stitcher this week. Yay, Stitcher. Uh, it's Friday, and I only have an episode left from your season one review. Oh, okay, so awesome. she she found us on she Thursday. Binged. She found us on Thursday, and it's Friday. You binge, you binge listened. I, so I love that. Listened, and that's awesome. That's adorable. I tore through your back catalog of Agent Carter the way Bucky tore through the st- <laughs> tore the steering wheel out of the car, and that sentence alone makes me love you so much. Okay, like I laughed out loud at that, and I was in front of work people, and like I didn't even fucking care. I she brought up the word Bucky. That's I all know. I needed. It was great. Uh, I'm going to gush now the way you ladies do over Peggy. It's so nice to find a good geek themed podcast hosted by ladies. Plenty of geek themed podcast but it's always a rare one to hear to hear one hosted by ladies that swear and gush <laughs> the way me and my bff do over geeky things yeah uh marvel cosplay and bad movies yep. that's what we do yeah. Uh, yeah i was listening at work and it felt like i was hanging out with friends having junk food on a saturday night that's awesome i kept catching myself wanting to chime into conversation then realizing like a big dork i was alone in my office i've talked to podcasts before i have too i do it in my car yeah I've talked to us. Yeah. We're listening to our podcast. I have talked to us. I have too. Um, I'm sure anyone who walked past my office the last two days thought I was losing my mind considering all of the muttering and laughing I was doing. Mission accomplished. That's awesome. That's so great. Uh, I'm going to start listening to your Marvel movie cast while I'm at the gym to power through my hour on the elliptical. And I haven't seen the season of Gotham and S.H.I.E.L.D., but I'm going to work through the back catalog on those. Godspeed. Oh, bless your heart. There's summer is coming. <laughs> I'm the opposite of Stark. Yeah. <laughs> Winter's already here. Summer Winter's is coming. Already, yeah. <laughs> um, I do have one question, though. Why don't you have a Facebook page? I know you have Twitter and Tumblr, but I'm not a big Twitter. And I think if I joined Tumblr, I wouldn't get a damn thing done at work. It's no, but true. that's, that's it's true. true. It's true. Don't do it. That's a damn. It's, yeah. it's true. Tumblr is the biggest time suck. Like, it's, I love it. It's too late for us. <laughs> Run. <laughs> It's a giant Run. time suck. Uh, yeah. But it's because of Tumblr that we met. That's true. So, so I can't be mad at it. Yeah. Um, Gina says, I've been pimping your podcast on my Facebook feed, which now we know who it was. Yeah. Uh, to my other nerd girl, but it would be nice to meet other listeners through the Facebook. We 
don't have a Facebook page because neither one of us are very big Facebook users. We have yeah. Tumblr. Yeah. So, but, but this makes a good point. And so we're probably, it's probably going to happen. We're going to have to put one together. This has been yeah. a very busy week. Uh, yeah. Queenie's been out of town uh, working and I've had a new trainee this week at work. Yeah. And so it's, it's been a real busy week for us, but we will get a Facebook page put together. Yes. One day soon, probably in the next Yes. Sometime in the next week, I'm hoping. As long as, like, real people don't know who I am. like yeah. I Because that's, that's what killed Facebook for me back in the day, is, like, yeah, random real... family members and stuff that wanted to, like, yeah. talk to me and stuff. That's so weird. But, you know, we could do random... We, we can, can have a, a business, yeah, we, we can have a business page. Yeah, we can have a business page. That's a thing. We can do yeah. that. We'll, we'll look into that. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Yeah. Give, us, give us some time to get it done. We have lots of podcasts, and especially mm-hmm. with... Everything's coming back, so yeah, we will get there. We promise, Gina. You'll, yeah. you'll be able to to talk to people. Yes, uh, can't wait to hear your next episode of Agent Carter. And congrats! I'm going to try to send feedback from here on out. Oh my god, that's awesome! Please do. Um, <laughs> you watch the next episode of Agent Carter. Anything you think of, you send that to us. We would love to hear from yeah. you. And you know, like like we've been saying for the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. You know what's coming. We just recorded Iron Man 3, so we're going means, in order. That means Thor The Dark World. <gasps> Loki 2. Loki Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Loki is an even bigger little yes. shit. Oh, that's a Sleepy Hollow feedback. I yeah, almost that read. wasn't. Yeah. The one we got today was that was Sleepy a, did, Hollow. Did I get all of them? Yes. Okay. Awesome. We were so excited. So, so happy. Um, I'm so, like, Agent Carter's been taking off for us. And it's so gratifying because it kind of reinforces to me that people love this show. Yes. And it, it gives me warm fuzzies. Yeah. Our, our, I want you guys, okay, I want the Agent Carter listeners to know that our biggest podcast up until this point has been Sleepy Hollow. Yep. It has been our biggest driver. We get the most traffic to it. We get, we the get most, feedback we get on it. We get a lot of feedback on it. But, and it's, we're in season three mm-hmm. of that. And they, it, it does the full 13 or so episode. Yeah. Runs. Yeah. Um, Agent Carter has blown it out of the water. Yeah. Which so, it warms my little Marvel fangirl heart, honestly. I know. Me too. So, yeah. Me too. So, uh, guys, we're so excited to have y'all out there. Um, and do check out our other podcasts, especially Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it comes back. Yeah. Oh, man. Same time slot, man. So it is. It's the exact same time slot. And MCU movies. I mean, yeah. if you're a Marvel fan. And. And I think it's been a pretty strong season so far for S.H.I.E.L.D. And I really want to suggest if you're not already watching Gotham. Yeah. Check it out. It's really worth it. Yeah. If you like anything it, to do with comics. And, and, and I will I will caution you. It starts out rough. Yes. Like if you want to if you want to watch and listen along with our podcast. Um, it, like we were very critical of it to begin It was with. so bad. But yeah. So it gets better. Um, but yeah. So. I'm just I'm just really excited that other people are excited about Agent Carter. I know, me it just too. makes me so happy. So that yep, that's all my feedback. So uh I I'm done. Okay. I'm just like picture me making those pterodactyl noises oh, through you, most of that episode. It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, it was so great. I was so awful that I had to watch it without you. I know. It was so sad. I know it was not cool. It's not the same. It was not cool at all. I couldn't even get back to my hotel room in enough time to watch it. <sighs> We were doing strategy meetings and shit. I was like, this is important. I need to watch Peggy. I was like, there were tornadoes, man. This is important. I I need to watch Peggy. I know. My gosh. Yeah. Anyway. um, 
So, yeah, guys, it comes on Tuesday. We're recording currently Thursdays on Thursdays until Gotham comes back. Yes. And, and then, then we have it. Then we're shorting ourselves a day. So, yeah. But this coming week. Yes. It's on Tuesday. We're going to record on Thursday. So that gives you guys plenty of time to get us some feedback. Yes. So, yeah. So That's thank it. you so much for listening, guys. Thanks, guys.